This is the WOKV Spotlight on 104.5 WOKV. I was thinking who we could turn to for a little bit of analysis and insight into two developing storylines from over the weekend. The first having to do with the uh, early voting uh, disappointment in Duval County in the unitary election, the first election, which is tomorrow. And then the other story about former President Trump's call for protests that were pretty much muted reaction by supporters. So we turn to WOKB legal and political analyst Rick Mullaney with the Jacksonville University Public Policy Institute, himself a lawyer, former uh, general counsel for the city of Jacksonville, and also a political analyst for WOKB here as well. And Rick, I wanted to start with the call by former President Trump for protests ahead of an anticipated indictment in New York. With Trump, we have seen so many firsts. And I think back to 2015 when you and I first started uh, talking about former President Trump's entry into presidential politics as a candidate. I I mean, I'm almost dumbfounded to ask a a specific question here, but it would be absolutely unheard of to have a former president indicted. But then Trump himself calling for protests and saying that he's going to be arrested on Tuesday. What's the legal thinking here? Is there even a legal strategy that lawyers are in his ear saying you should or shouldn't say something, or is he just doing what he typically does? Well, Rich, there's a lot there. Um, Clearly, this is uncharted waters. Um, If, in fact, he's arrested and indicted, it'll be the first time in U.S. history, of course, that a former president has been uh, indicted. And his call for protest is really kind of unprecedented in this instance. Um, There's questions on both sides legally, legally for the prosecution, which we can talk about in a second, and what your approach is going to be on the defense side. Uh, For Donald Trump and those who support him, they will be arguing, and and they've got some basis for this, really, that this is a very politically motivated charge uh, from Alvin Bragg, the district attorney in Manhattan, Uh, particularly when you get into what the facts are here. And and we don't know all the facts yet, so we're going to have to wait for the Manhattan DA's office but it appears related to be a $130,000 payment to Stormy Daniels, an alleged affair uh, that he had with Stormy Daniels and a payment so that she would not discuss it. And then the question becomes, what is the crime? Uh, the affair, you can d- debate the propriety of that. You can debate the propriety, although it's commonplace, of non-disclosure agreements and hush money. But apparently one of potential crimes would be an election law violation, and that is something that the federal government has declined to prosecute on. The Manhattan DA's office, it appears, is heading towards both a records of violation, which would be a misdemeanor, but it can become a felony if it's tied, if it's to conceal an, another felony, which here could potentially be the elections law violation. So on the one hand, you have a prosecution um, that is being criticized by many, and you have Donald Trump calling for protest, which is also understandably being protest, uh, being criticized by many, clearly unprecedented what we are experiencing. Rick, what's the danger for the attorney in this case, the uh, district attorney there, Alvin Bragg, in New York on the case? Well, it is a very challenging prosecution. Remember this, Donald Trump is subject to three investigations, one in New York, one in Georgia, and one with the Department of Justice. This is the least significant of the three. The one in Georgia relates to potential interference in the count in Georgia and the election in in 2020. The Department of Justice, much more serious, of course, relating to January 6th riot, potentially classified documents. This, in New York, is the least significant of the three, and it relates back, as I mentioned before, to a payment back in 2016. So that means seven years ago, there will obviously be statute of limitations issues. There will also be issues relating to the significance and what is the crime here, given the fact that the Southern District of New York and the Federal Elections Commission declined to prosecute on the alleged uh, elections violation. So 
Alvin Bragg, the district attorney for Man- in the Manhattan DA's office, is getting a lot of criticism. You saw it this morning in the Wall Street Journal. You've seen it from others for this prosecution and potentially for Donald Trump, although you never want to be indicted. Potentially, it could be a help politically, um, and he can use this potentially to help him cast doubt on the other two investigations, which are far more serious. How does Ron DeSantis play this, by the way, if he indeed is going to be a candidate? Does he just completely ignore it and go about the business of what's happening in the session? It's going to be interesting for those who are potential candidates. Already Mike Pence, who's a potential candidate, has spoken out in in, uh, being critical of this prosecution. I think you'll see the governor wait, as he is so far, remaining fairly quiet. And if he has to comment, I suspect he's going to be a little bit critical of this prosecution. Uh, Like I said, the other two are more significant, but it's very difficult to navigate on the Republican side. And despite the claim that this could potentially galvanize the support for Donald Trump, it's never a good day when you get arrested and indicted. Rick Mullaney, our political and legal analyst with the Jacksonville University Public Policy Institute. Tomorrow's election day, the first unitary election in Jacksonville, to hear the turnout number of just under 14 percent with uh, two weeks of uh, voting in person early and mail-in balloting. What's your read on that? Well, I, it's disappointing, uh, number one. Uh, it's a very high-stakes election. Come July 1, we're going to have a new mayor. We're going to have at least eight new city council members out of 19. Potentially more than half our city council will be new. Um, I hope that there's a big turnout tomorrow. In local elections, we are hoping for that 25 to 30 percent at a minimum. Often in gubernatorial races, we'll get 50 to 60 percent, and in presidential races, over 70 percent. I wish we had big turnouts in all of these races. But tomorrow is a high-stakes election, and I hope we're going to have a big turnout at the polls tomorrow. What did you see in terms of the early turnout Saturday and again on Sunday? Yesterday, what, what the, we refer to as souls to the polls, where uh, people who are in churches and uh, other religious institutions are ultimately uh, persuaded to vote on that last day of early voting in Jacksonville specifically. Over 11,000 ballots cast. Does that seem to favor any one party, any one candidate? Well, so far, and this is consistent with the trends we've seen in recent years, the Democrats have a lead of a few thousand ballots going into Election Day. That's not uncommon. We've seen that over the last several years. Usually on Election Day, you see more on the Republican side. Um, But it's really hard to get a read on what this is going to turn out to be ultimately. Uh, But for the low turnout elections in the past, that has been somewhat more helpful on the Republican side. Duval County as a whole has been trending blue in recent years, with the exception of certainly last November, in which the whole state went very, very red. But the key to that is going to be turnout. And so far, it's a disappointing turnout. So hopefully, you're going to see a greater turnout tomorrow. And if you are still an undecided voter in the race for Jacksonville mayor, we do have our candidate spotlight series, sit-downs with all seven of the candidates who are whose names are on the ballot. Uh, this time around, Rick, we will be uh, plugged in and uh, continue to follow uh, updates with you. And certainly the moment the polls close tomorrow at 7 p.m., we'll be on the air with in-depth team coverage led by Stephen Ponson and Chase Bunker in the Election Center.